you know what I think? You know, discuss amongst yourselves if you don't agree. You don't really have to burn me at the stake for dis for not agreeing with me. But let me just throw out one idea. And I hope that the hungry dogs in the street have enough meat as not to come after me for thinking and speaking. I'm tired of it. But I have this to say as follows. And it's okay I say it because nobody lives the fucking thing I say, which is great. I'm tired of being monitored, you know, and corrected and shit. Fuck it. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Trump, hear me when I say this. Trump is, in my opinion, the first, first woman, woman president, president of the United States. States. Hello, friends. Uh, we're back again for you. It's uh, Chapo coming at you. Um, it's me, Will Miniker, back again, and I'm joined by Matt and Virgil. How's it going, fellas? Hi, fine. Thanks. That's yeah, all right. It's going okay. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we kick things off? I've got I've got the uh, the Beltway Garage Boys with me here today. So why don't we why don't we kick off with a little bit of a we'll break down from all the angles. And by the all the angles, I mean just the two things that I know about that happened. Uh, Tuesday night's election. It was the uh, Democrat. It was election day in uh, New York and Kentucky, and there were some you know I would say uh, moderately encouraging results to come out of Tuesday. I'm thinking specifically about. The big one, of course, is uh, Bowman knocking off a uh, congressman from APAC, Elliot Engel, uh, one of the most entrenched uh, congressmen um, in, in you know, the House of Representatives. Uh, he is out of there, and it wasn't even close. Um, and then it looks like um, Booker has n defeated uh, Amy McGrath to, uh, the, for the right to challenge Mitch McConnell in Kentucky. So what do, what do you boys have to say uh, coming out of Tuesday night's election results? Well, neither, neither of those primaries have been called. There are still millions of outstanding absentee mail-in votes in New York. They will not even open the votes to count them for another week. Would you say it's, uh, it's premature to, I mean, obviously it's premature to declare a victory because victory hasn't been declared, but what do you make of the results that uh, we do have? I will, I, I not, I'm not sure if there is going to be a substantial difference between mail-in votes and in-person votes i'm not sure you know what the argument is there of whether uh mail-in absentee ballots are going to favor one candidate over another i think it's um overwhelmingly likely that angle is lost i think the bowman race is going to be much closer the issue there is that or not the bowman votes, race, sorry the kentucky race the mail-in mail votes uh can have been mailed much earlier and uh, Booker's big surge was relatively late, so there there is a chance uh, that uh, more of those the people who maybe voted for McGrath uh, mail in and maybe wouldn't have voted for them if voted for her if it had been election day. Uh, it's too late, and we'll see. It's going to be close, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I voted for uh, Jabari Brisport for state senator in uh, in my district, and then Farrah Forrest for uh, state assembly, I believe, who were. You know, two two uh, pretty good candidates, but I haven't seen any of the results from those races yet. Um, I voted. Brisport appears to be in the lead. Yeah, uh, uh, he he's they seem pretty confident that he, he seems pretty confident that he's won that race anyway. 
And of course, I also voted for uh, Bernard Sanders and his delegates in New York. Um, perhaps a, a a futile gesture, but one. It's that not I looking good, and uh, it's not looking good now. <laughs> so it's uh, so yeah, it's not looking good for Bernie Sanders and uh, New York's picking up those delegates in New York. He's got he's got a way he's got he's got a ways to go. He says work's cut out for him. Is what you're saying? It's a long march to the nomination. Yeah. It's he, you know sure. what Bernie can still win if you vote for him. If you believe he can win, if you can believe he win and you vote for him, he can still he can still pull it out, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just overall, though, like if if these if these are, I guess, early results hold and uh, Elliot Engel gets knocked off and another fucking uh, waterhead uh, like Amy McGrath uh, gets her ambitions to challenge Mitch McConnell for the, the title of most moderate Democratic senator and the most Republican like sen- Democratic senator in America. Uh, gets um, forestalled upon. Um, is there anything to make of it? You know, in a post Bernie Sanders world, the Bernie Sanders candidates seem to be doing pretty much pretty okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it it it's. Does it all just seem totally idiotically futile yeah, at this point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caring about yeah. any of this seems really stupid. I understand why people do, and you know, especially local races. It's like that's the only place you can even feel like you're ever having any kind of influence, but it's, it's <laughs> the, it's, I mean, the actual political formations we have in this country are so wildly, uh, unequal to the moment that any fiddling on the edges has sort of a touch of, uh, of, of delusion and mania to it. Uh, but I respect anyone who can still focus on anything at this point. Caring about things I've always found to be a weird hobby. <laughs> like, there's better hobbies out there. Well, okay. How about uh, let's widen the aperture to a a more national stage because you know uh, Trump had his big uh, his big comeback rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, this past week, and it was a uh, it was a rousing success. I mean, I'm looking at um, the local Tulsa Fire Department's uh, estimates of how many people turned out, and it was actually um uh, 400 million people showed up. To see, I mean, uh, Do- Donald talk that- for fifteen minutes straight about, uh, you know, setting the record straight on whether he can drink water like an adult human being or not. He did it. He did. He, he did drank it. the water. He, he drank, drank it water. on stage exactly. Like they, and know, everyone was very, very proud of him. Virgil is uh, taking a sip on screen right now. He's he's demonstrating the correct way to uh, drink from a glass, so one handed. <laughs> oh, you mean two two handed, <laughs> shakily, like you're like you're holding nitroglycerin the way Trump does? You mean? Well, okay. I think well, he's just got DTs. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring up his uh, the, his actual comments here. So, um, so yeah, I mean, basically, uh, Trump dedicated most of the time during his speech, and I, I happen to think of what I saw. I think it was probably one of the best ones he's ever given. Absolutely, the best one it's, any president has ever given. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, that's why people are uh, tearing down statues of Lincoln because the Gettysburg Address is over. Yeah, dog shit. Now, Get it out of here. It's, it's horse shit. Yeah, now because now we have the uh, the silk tie explanation speech. Um, so, but yeah, Trump is. Um, you could tell he really wanted to get out there, and you know he he loves it because he loves speaking to the people directly in uh, a, a medium that's unmitigated by media, media bias or anything like that. And I, I could tell he was he was really stung by his appearance at West Point, in which he. He drank water like a baby and then uh, nearly fell down a ramp or he just sort of he walked down it like he had ice skates on or something. And he was uh, 
he was very upset about that, and he wanted it, to it wasn't, the what, it wasn't not an alpha posture, I think you could say. No, I mean, you, normally his standing posture is very normal. But Ab- it was incredibly. Like, actually, maybe L- like that he's was, in a hurricane, and he's just holding on for dear life with, with every muscle in his legs. Maybe that was the problem for him going down sort of like a very gradual incline, is that his normal... Yeah. His foundation is so le- is like he leans forward so much that once you yeah, get on an incline, yeah. it, it's like he becomes too top heavy and he could he could yeah. fall over. Yeah, he's let's like see. a French bulldog. So uh, let's see here. He says, "I'm just quoting directly from Trump here." He says, "So then my wife said, well, it wasn't only the ramp. Did you have water?'" I said, "Yeah, I was speaking for a long time. I didn't want to drink it, but I wanted to wet my lips a little bit." You're drinking. You're working hard up there with the sun pouring down on you. I love this location. The sun's like this. This way they save on lighting, right? So he's talking about the fact that he was outdoors at Westport. He was, like, <laughs> he was just like, they got the sun here. It's great. They don't need, they don't, you don't need electricity for anything. It's just they like, save so it's much like a money big light bringing, bulb in the sky. They saved so much money bringing all those West Point cadets back just to listen to him and give them all contract coronavirus. So he says, but it was outdoors. It was it was it was a good budget move. So he says, uh, what happens is I said, what does it have to do with water? They said, you couldn't lift your hand up to your mouth with water. I said, I just saluted 600 times like this. And this was before I saluted. So what's the problem? She said, well, I know what you did. You had on a very good red tie that's sort of expensive. It's silk because they look better. They have a better sheen to them. And I don't <laughs> want to get water on the tie. I don't want to drink too much. So I lifted up the water. I see we have a little glass of water. Where the hell did this water come from? Where did it come from? I look down at my tie because I've done it. I've taken water and it spills down onto your tie. It doesn't look good for a long time. And frankly, the tie is never the same. So I put it up to my lip and I say, and then it just says inaudible. And they gave me, and they gave me, and they gave me another disease. They gave me another disease. Anyway, that's a long story. But here's Wait, the story. What? Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking he's about. He's bearing the lead here. He's being poisoned <laughs> have, by the deep state? What's going on? I love this quote here. He says, I have lived with more the ramp than the water, but I have lived with the ramp and the water since I left West Point. This is, <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really haunting him. It's haunting him. Yeah, he's lived with it. He's lived God, with the ramp and the water. This is what I mean when I say that he is genuinely miserable every moment of his life. He's never been happy for a second of his life. Because it's, he had like five seconds of fun in front of the army men, and then somebody told him, "Ah, you drank water like an old man," and it just consumed his brain from that point on. He could never have a moment peace. It's astounding. Uh, continue. But my favorite said- thing about the water deal is that he's he's trying to dispel the idea that he's an old man because he used two hands to drink, and then his explanation is, "But I didn't want to get t- water on my tie," and it's like, "Yeah, nobody wants to spill water when they drink, but they're able to take that." take care of that easily with one hand because their their motor functions are not dissolving it's like it's like he said uh people keep wondering why i wear a diaper i was wearing very expensive pants i didn't want to get shit on them (laughs) it's like yeah nobody wants to get shit on their pants that's why they go to the bathroom I did. I did like all of the uh, the crowing from like the the, the MAGA contingents because you know he, he very defiantly drank a glass of water with one hand and then just dumped the water out. He was like, "Ah, oh, here, have it, you stupid pigs, you thirsty." Yeah. And I like that was, was the funny like, thing. I said he was trying to show his motor skills, and so he drank it with one hand, but then he threw it. And I guess he was supposed to be badass, but I just kept thinking he didn't actually put it down. And that is the <laughs> toughest part. It's it's yes. getting it back from your lips that's the difficult part. And he just he just. Uh, pulled the parachute on that 
Um, no, but I did, I did like the crowing of, of, of people who were sharing images of him just simply drinking a glass of water, and they were like, checkmate, media libs. Trump, drink, <laughs> Trump can drink water. And it's just like, there we go. Um, and then just, just to round things out here, he says, um, not one media group said I made a good speech or I made a great speech, but the kids loved it because they broke their barrier, which wasn't good in terms of COVID, but they broke their barrier and they wanted to shake hands. They wanted to. I don't want to tell anybody but there were a couple of kids. They put out their hand. I actually shook their hand. Okay, I actually shook them because they were excited. They were excited. They were the, they were there with their president. They were excited. The most beautiful young people, men, women, the most beautiful young people you've ever seen. So you think, if you, how you feel if you're me? I go there. How did I do, sir? That was a great speech. You know all my people, sir. That was one of the best. That was great. I said that's great. I agree. It was a good speech. I like that speech. They don't mention the speech because they've been going because they have me going down the ramp. It's so unfair. It really is so unfair. They're among the most dishonest people anywhere on earth. They're bad people. Bad people. So there we go. Um, I guess the newsworthy bit of that speech is that you know when he gets a little gets a little energy from the crowd, he just you know just we love Trump when he's skeet, skeeting, bebopping, and jazzing. Oh yeah, and he, no, and he off the cuff to, is always best. And, you know, because he felt a little bit of heat from the crowd, he just decided to admit that he um, intentionally spiked uh, the expansion of coronavirus testing because he said the results would look bad. He, he, he was just kidding. Said, he was kidding. He was joking. Oh, okay. It's a joke. Okay. Everything he says is real unless it's a joke. But then the jokes are also real, but in a different way. You have well, to read is, him through a Straussian lens. Well, this is a strategy that I have employed um, to great effect in my life, uh, whether usually with, uh, with girlfriends, but you know, sometimes parents and employers as well. It's just, you know, if you laugh, it was a joke. But you know, yeah. also, if you, if you don't laugh, it was also a joke, and I wasn't serious. Yeah. Unless you, unless a good strategy it, for me is lying. You just say uh, something that's not the truth, and then other people believe it, and it's a good goof. It is pretty great because, like, they have to if if they don't know, right? If they have no independent verification, they have to trust you. It's yeah, great. What are they, they going to do? Not what are you going to do? Not believe it? Yeah, it's like oh, I don't believe you. It's like all right, good luck. Obviously, I mean, like, I, I guess the takeaway was that Trump was very disappointed because uh, the turnout wasn't as much as he suspected. You know, like the the stadium he was in, the uh, <laughs> the what is it? I don't know how you, how you want to describe it. The uh, the COVID breathing zone, just sort of yeah. the uh, the. <laughs> the virus locker that they uh, the, shuffled the, about uh, twelve thousand people into the gigantic hospice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, there was some the, the upper tier of the stadium was uh, not filled. You know, so it didn't didn't look as good on camera as. You well, worse than like. that is that they originally pitched. He he was promising to do two addresses to to the crowd there and then to the overflow, but then there was no overflow, so they had to cancel that part. They canceled the overflow, and I, I believe it was because, what was his name, uh, Brad Parscale, who I think has already resigned in disgrace because of this, was just, uh, he was hyping the fact that there were 800,000 RSVPs for this event, but I think, I, I think half of them were K-pop teens on TikTok or something who were doing it also as a bit of a goof. Yeah, the BTS army. <laughs> it was the, it was the B, BTS army. I, I actually just as a, as, a, as a slight aside, I I, I do love the, uh, the the triumphalism about um, Zoomers and TikTok teens because they do things like this, and people are like, "The kids are all right. The future is going to be like this." <laughs> and then it turns out like a day later that they're all super into PizzaGate too, but in their own like sort of weird. I I, I like it because they've absorbed PizzaGate, but only in a way that like TikTok Zoomer teens would. Every generation does hijinks like this. I'm sure in the 1980s, like young Gen Xers got the new 
Mountain Dew flavor to be AIDS and some kind of mail-in <laughs> poll. <laughs> I, I think they've taken the wrong lessons from Pizzagate, though, because I, I think these kids are trying to just they're they're trying to finesse the plug and sell their own adrenochrome, you know? Yeah, and on, on a yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they're not horrified by the idea. It's like, okay, that's a new grind. Yeah, I, I can exactly. I can I can become I can start <laughs> sponsoring like the really good adrenochrome like this stuff this stuff not only gives you the immortality but also allows you to astrally project this is way better than that shit you're getting at Little St James I promise so yeah I mean I I I, I suppose like you know he he you know we also have the photo of him walking back from Marine One um to the the White House looking very very dejected with a smear of a spray tan on his collar. And, you know, I mean, I, I guess like the sort of media narrative is that, you know, this is that, that Trump's sort of invincibility is is um, rattled in some way because he couldn't turn out the same numbers of uh, hogs that he usually does or that on some level, despite all of their, you know, uh, protests uh, to the contrary, deep down inside, even even MAGA people are slightly worried about, you know, corralling themselves into a fart locker with you know eighteen thousand immunosuppressed um, fucking boaters to to breathe and shit on each other for two hours to see the our wonderful president give one of the greatest speeches of all time. I mean, you um, can tell who the real G's are. That's for sure. If you didn't show up, you're a fake mega fan. If you were anywhere in Omaha after four months of all this bullshit and, and fake news, uh, uh, quarantine, and all that, and you did not show up for that, you are bitch made. You are you, you are not a real you're not a real MAGA head. And I, I don't try I don't I don't believe it. And you know, it, it does seem to look it does seem to look like the the rest of the country, uh, you know, Texas, Florida, Arizona, states like that are are finally getting to the point that New York was at like a couple months ago. As, yeah. as New York yeah. is sort of on the uh, is coming Who out. Who could of have this. predicted? Yeah, California too. Oh yes, California. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of California, uh, I, I did get my um my COVID tests the other week, and I got the swab and the antibody test. And just so you know, I was expecting that I was going to have the antibodies because I had been telling myself and others that I had uh, survived coronavirus bravely immediately after our tour ended coming back from san francisco but yeah that is that yeah is and we believe the- we believe you because that's what you got to do when someone says something you got to believe them um but yeah no i because I, I i'd come back with flu-like symptoms and you know a cough on the plane and i i assumed it was i had a you know i just got over it because my immune system was so strong um but no i i did not have the antibodies i never had covid so uh huh. the chapo san francisco show was not a super spreader event. So we can take that blurb off the website or for future live dates. You know, if, if, if we ever... No, 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 Will, 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 you're not listening. Just leave the blurb on there and people will read that and they'll believe it. Yeah, come to see Chapo. It's a, a super spreader event, like dash the CDC. Did you... How does the serum test work? Uh, well, there's... Okay, the, the antibody test, they take your blood. They just draw it out of your arm. With a needle? And then this, yeah, with a needle. No, pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do it with an exacto knife. They just cut your your wrist a little bit and then put yeah, a glass no, underneath no, it. No, no, thanks. That's that's incredibly dangerous to do uh, <laughs> using any kind of needles. Uh, also, what? Oh, it's a test to tell me that I I was sick in the past. Yeah, that's helpful. Shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, and and again, like apparently the antibody test is like you know the like the 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 fail rate is about fifty percent. And uh, it doesn't really even, no one's even really clear about what having the antibodies actually means for you in terms of your behavior or ability to spread it or contract the disease again. It's all very vague. 
But I figured, you know, as long as I was there, why not double down? I'll get both of the tests just for just for a larf. But then, you know, I got the swab test, which is the actual. And one how does how does that now? How does that one work? Uh, it is um, rather unpleasant for a very uh-huh. short amount of time. It's like it's very it's like, it's like a second or two. It's like one one thousand, two one thousand. But it is they they do stick a like a long ass Q tip through your nose, like basically to just like sort of touch your brain, pretty much. They put it way back in there, and the woman who gave it to me said, "If you're, uh, they they know it works if your eyes are watering because you like you squint so hard from having your yeah, having your brain yeah. scraped." And what I assume you know goes into the uh, what will be the uh, the future the the future cloning database uh, run by Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. So uh, be on the lookout for uh, a new new and improved Will Menneker coming sometime around 2050. I don't know. I don't know if I would assume that I would they would want to clone me, but I guess you just. You're walking around like, yeah, of course they want to clone me. Why I mean, would they well, want to clone well, me? You know, it's 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 you know, it's 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 no ego on my part. I mean, they have a reason to clone everyone. I mean, for you, Matt, they would just yeah. they would clone you, swap you out, and then like your clone would be doing you'd be doing grill chill videos, but you'd be like, hey, uh, so just want to let you know, um, all that shit you've been hearing about the Gates Foundation, it's not true. Pass, pause on that, <laughs> foe. So yeah. There, there, there's a there's a reason to clone everyone i mean you know so the we can well, you know we can have um we can have sex with each other let's cut to the chase this yeah is the exactly point. i was gonna say we could arrange sort of liaisons between it's sort of like it's like jerking off plus jerking off two <laughs> has arrived and it's thanks to the gates foundation thanks to the bill and melinda gates foundation we've improved jacking off now jack, it, it feels, we now we now we now release jacking off two jack yes masturbation two you know yeah. if it, it feels even better and most importantly, not gay, because it's just you. It's just you doing it to yourself. That's true. It's not. Do- it's not gay if it's you. But the problem is, you know, the problem with that is, and then you know, they'd have to, they'd have to clone you in such a way that like, um, greatly sped up the aging process. Because if it was just a a new clone of you, it would just be, you know, it, it wouldn't be that would gay, be problematic. It still yeah. would be child abuse. It would still be child abuse yeah. because it's it's still it's still an infant that's. Uh, yeah, that's doing, no good. Doing the, you don't doing the jacking. So, I mean, like I no, said, no. we're we're you know we're we're a ways off. We're a couple decades away from this being from jacking off to point two point oh masturbation two point becoming like a sort of consumer facing product. But you know, believe me, people are working on it. Jeffrey Epstein, of course, up until his death. R.I.P. to a legend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from that uh, delightful digression, um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, Matt, uh, you uh, can we check in on what the beautiful boaters are up to? Because you, you discovered sort of a boating uh, super pack. Yeah, well, uh, I think this was on the Daily Beast. It might have been a Will Summer article. So everyone remembers when Trump out of nowhere started retweeting pictures, uh, videos of people dicking around in boats and lakes with Trump signs, Trump flags and saying, uh, I love you, you beautiful boaters. I'll never let you down. And people were like, okay, that's an odd thing. Uh, And then it turns out that the reason he was doing that is because at the same time, there was this uh, move to get everyone in America to sign a birthday card for Trump or something. Wish the president a happy birthday. You know, the kind of thing you do. Yeah. Wish the president a happy birthday. I do do it all the time. Uh, And it was an organization called boaters for a brighter future and they they had this whole social media campaign uh based on the idea that the voting block that will determine the 2020 election will be boaters people who own boats Mm -hmm. 
and they have a website, uh, Voters for a Brighter Future, and it says but on the voters website. Voters for a Brighter that, Future. It's something of a mixed metaphor there. What? You're, it's a brighter well, future to vote in. I guess. Uh, you can vote it. You can vote in at night. You don't really need a bright. You, you shouldn't vote at night. You should not dangerous. vote at night. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, how do you night. think? What, oh, what do they show? No, they shut off all the boat. They shut off all the boats at night. Okay. Virgil promised you're, you're telling not, me. You're not going to go night boating. You have to I, be I'm, gonna, I'm absolutely going night boating. Oh, God damn it. You don't want to lose you again, dude. If I, I'm, I'm going to do it boating. only at night. Oh, God damn it. It's dangerous. There's fewer looky lose. There's no, there's no fucking street si- street lights in the. In there's the no place. streets. It's just ocean. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't and matter. You, know you go wherever. It to it's it's there's no dark. lanes. It doesn't matter. Does the Staten Idiot. Island ferry stop working? Yeah, you know, when the sun goes down. They have a whole bunch of light. These are small, like uh, recreational boats. All I'm saying is they should call it something like boaters making waves. <laughs> that's that's or, good. Or um, I don't know, boaters angling for. For Trump, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Angling for Trump is good. Uh, but for uh, a while, so they have a website, and they were claiming to be a super PAC, but people looked into it, including myself, and they're not registered with the SEC as a, uh, FEC as a, uh, as a super PAC. So what is going on is anybody's guess. My guess is involving, like anything with Trump, it's some sort of elaborate money laundering or multi-level marketing scheme or a combination of the two. Uh, somebody who says, hey, who saw a bunch of rubes and said, here's some people that I could absolutely rip off. And they're probably going to be spelling some sort of boating nootropic soon that will promise to make you better at boating than you ever thought possible. So it's still sort of a weird mystery uh, as to what's behind the boat. In the, in, the, in the Daily Beast article about the boaters, they got in touch with the guys who founded the quote-unquote super PAC, one of whom admitted he does not own a boat. What? Uh, and yeah. What? He said not that e- it's better to have a kayak, a f- not even a canoe. No. He said, and this is true, uh, it's better to have a friend who owns a boat than to be the one who owns a boat because they it's true, they, you know, insurance and whatnot. Yeah. It's and a big and, pain and in the keeping ass. them running is also very difficult because they're usually dry docked for months at a time. And over that course, if you're not ca- like keeping up on them, they will kind of start breaking down. So they are uh, money pits. And, but, you know, he's talking about the free rider problem. And I'm, I'm sorry, if, if you boaters cannot create a self sustaining economy, then I, I'm not interested. Uh, so they asked him, hey, are you guys going to make this into a real super PAC? And they're like, oh, we'll see. You know, if the indictments don't come down before we've sold uh, the Glen Gary estates, we'll do that. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to mention this just because their website is very funny. Uh, and. <laughs> And the best thing about it is the about page. That's all my favorite part of any so website. So the, the premise is something you could imagine. Everybody loves boats. Boats are great. Boaters make up. Uh, boaters are a swing swing constituency that could turn the election, and they need to be courted. And as a result, we don't want the Green New Deal, basically because somebody heard that the Green New Deal would reduce recreational boating. So no Green New Deal. And and how about some tax breaks for boats? Uh, but. The, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because it's their website. It's got an issues page where they talk about the environment and, 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 and taxes and, and the economy and stuff. But they have an about page where they kind of lay out what exactly the boating ideology is, like exactly what, what derives, what, what beliefs emanate from boating uh, beyond just the fact that most boaters are, you know, uh, petty bourgeois tyrants who 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 uh are every every man any every man who has a boat is a captain 
Yeah, exactly. They're the social basis for fascism, essentially, are the boaters. Uh, but <laughs> is that on the frequently asked questions? Man? <laughs> yes. Are you, are the, you social the social basis, basis for fascism? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Correct. <laughs> uh, but but this about page, it's so awesome because clearly the person who wrote this is, has not had to do any sort of expository or persuasive writing since maybe college or high school and just decided to wing it. And I love it very much. So this is the about page for the for uh, the the fake super PAC voters for a brighter future. From the beginning, and even before the beginning. <laughs> From the beginning, there has always been boats. If, if, as long as there has been man and water, there have been boats. No, and even and before the, the beginning. Before time, there was boats. Before, oh, okay. man, before, before man was, boating awaited him. <laughs> the ultimate recreation for the, <laughs> the ultimate u- leisure gentleman. <laughs> the uh, ultimate weekender awaiting yeah. the ultimate, uh, <laughs> the ultimate, the ultimate good time. Yeah. From yeah. the beginning and even before the beginning, and for both good and bad, <laughs> Boats and boaters of all types are and have been integral to America and the American dream. So get your head around that. Beyond good and evil, there is a boat. (laughs) Yeah, the idea is here's like the boater is like a a category outside of space time uh, that is also integral to America and the American dream. From the Spanish explorers Columbus and Ponce de Leon to the English pilgrims at Plymouth, from the European slave traders... The scourge of the Middle Passage to their descendants, ironically making the same voyage as waves of desperate European immigrants landed at Ellis Island from the Cubans fleeing Castro and the Chinese risking their lives in shipping containers to escape the brutality of communism to even those now crossing the Rio Grande by rafts and tire tube floats. Boats and boaters are essential to American freedom and prosperity. Okay, uh, pause for a second. Yeah. Did did the about page just compare the middle passage to the experience of Irish and Italian immigrants coming to through Ellis Island? Yes, and actually explicitly says that those uh, in- European immigrants are the descendants of slave traders. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. Now, well, but more importantly, they called a tire a boat. That's yeah, a tire pretty tube expansive. I, I know they're getting very very loose with the terms. Boat. And so, with okay, the guy who says, you know, he doesn't own yeah. a boat. He's saying he doesn't own tires either. Yeah. I mean, he's, is he's saying any coffin a, a boat? According to these people, I think it would be. Is is a man wearing a life preserver floating in a body of water? Is that a boat? No, I would say no. That's a parallel. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. the boaters for a brighter future would disagree with you, and they have more boats than you. So touche. I have That's to say true. though, I, I, enjoy I only the fact have three they, tires. They're not they're not sugarcoating boating. They say that boating could be good and bad, like and slave then, trading. Then, That's bad boating. That's okay. uh, slave trading. That's bad boating. But um, Columbus's conquest of the new world. That's good boating. That's good boating because uh, the, it allows the, for Nina, more the boats. Pinta, the Santa Maria. Excellent yeah. boats. Top top boats. I mean, but in the pre-Columbian era, how many uh, how many pontoon boats were on Lake Michigan in a given weekend or whatever? You know, zero now all over the place. In fact, almost every American is an American only because of some ancestor and some boat. It's oh, not surprising wow. then that for many <laughs> oh, Americans, whoa. one way or another, they got a point. They I got a point. I guess. I mean, before air travel and yeah. not counting yeah. indigenous Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. You, you, there's boats. There's yeah, was, boating damn, in your blood. Bo- it is boats all the way down. <laughs> there's boats all the way down. It's not surprising then for many Americans, one way or another, 
Voting remains essential to their economic prosperity and their pursuit of happiness. <laughs> wait, 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 it's wait. Not part of how their- many people's? Wait, how many people's economic prosperity is? I guess I, you know what those shipping, can, those giant shipping, uh, like cargo ships. Yeah, good exactly. The, the Maresk, commerce yeah, the Maresk, uh, the ones yeah. filled with like uh, with trafficked humans and uh, and fentanyl. Yeah, but no, they're, they're, see, you're 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 saying, wait, wait a minute, really? Prosperity depending on voting? They've oh. anticipated your objection. If not part of their economic livelihood, then a sort of aqua therapy for them and their families. Aqua therapy. It's like a fucking was John Lilly or something. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> yes. he liked boats. Floating he liked boats in, float, too, yeah. He did like boats. He liked jacking off dolphins too. <laughs> Time spent on the water with loved ones offer a special respite from the demands of a modern American life where all family members, regardless of age, can enjoy. If the if the if the if you're having issues with the the grammar here, I understand because this is as poorly written as it appears. Just basic grammatical problems. American society increasingly imposes special challenges, which usually come at a high price of personal sacrifice. Time away spent working often provides the resources and opportunities for loved ones to partake in less than desirable recreational activities. Unfortunately, these activities can often result in lifelong adverse consequences. Boating in the boating lifestyle remains one of the last and most uniquely rewarding family leisure activities, and especially for successful and healthy families. As the compared to a, what, like uh, riding a bicycle around? I mean, yeah, you can get clipped by a car, you can fall yeah, off of lifelong it. Lifelong adverse consequences, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The fear of dropping a phone in the water or poor reception can force family interaction in an increasingly distant but connected society. <laughs> Thus, any threat to boating is therefore, in reality, an attack on many American families. Yeah, oh, I, I was, I was, yeah. I was, I was worried it'd be, it would be an attack on American families in, in the dream realm. I, I, I you know we were talking about reality here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, our vision: too many educated people have been taught what to think, but not how to think, or they don't think much at all. They're too busy. Why think when you can just Google or check a news feed? With more information comes more misinformation, and generally less time to dive deep behind the headlines and abstracts. Social media compounds the problem, increasing confirmation biases. That's why we hope all parties with an interest in boating or the success of the boating industry will make the right choice to join us and support the efforts of Boaters for a Brighter Future. Boaters for a Brighter Future is going to solve the uh, epistemological conundrum of the 21st century. Boaters for a Brighter Future will cut through the fog of competing uh, narratives. And, and the and the uh, the inability see cut through of the cut people through the to fog. trust that's a, that's information. A good they that's seek perfect. to educate, motivate, and mobilize boat owners, the boating industry, and the general voting public to make right political choices for the right reasons. So, as a non-boat owner, I should be supporting the boat owner. You should shut the fuck up. Is what you should do. I mean, until you, you get a boat. If Virgil, if you, but if you've well, ever been, if you've ever been on a boat, you know you you can in well, some way. Understand the plight of the boater and want to support them. It sounded very uh, ecumenical to me. Like it's we're all in a we're all in the same boat. (laughs) Even if we don't, you know, literally own personally own a boat, boating is just interwoven into the the fabric of reality. So the great ship of state, you know, we're trying to keep it off Uh, the 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 shoals and and reefs of uh, you know the deficit or social strife so they've got an issues page and it's like i said anti-green new deal for the boating uh low taxes because what's the green new deal gonna do to boating i think the i think they have an idea and i don't even know what the hell is in the fucking bill uh that it would it would because of carbon taxes and repression on fossil fuel use 
people wouldn't be able to gas up their boats and go boating. Well, yeah, wouldn't that, I mean, wouldn't I that just be an opportunity to learn how to sail? I mean, problem solved. It's sailboats are the, if anything, they're the kings of all, of all boats. Uh, yeah, but that's just it. These people are fat, uh, fat, lazy assholes, and it takes too, it's too hard to do a sailboat. You heard a little thing called through. a trireme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get 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 a galley crew going. Get get all your cousin. Get, get all your grandkids together and have them be galley slaves for you. Are there no um? I don't a know. Drum? Uh, like Tesla boats. Like that's, oh, that's like that's electric impossible. boats. Fully like, electric yeah, boats. So. That's a good plugged. question. I don't know. Yeah, why not? Oh, I guess I water. Bet. I guess the water would screw it up. Yeah. So <laughs> it would get they've wet. Got, they're anti. Uh, <laughs> like that's why you can't drive a Tesla in the rain. Yeah. Which it, I don't it, think you actually can. It's like it F-35. shocks the electricity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the climate, obviously, no, don't don't regulate my boats. Well, right. I mean, the, the, t- the, the more climate crisis accelerates, I mean, the more opportunity there will be to go boating. You know, if you it's, just like, for instance, long, want to travel to lower Manhattan, you know, you'll need a boat. Yeah. When Canal Street's a little canal again. But you need to have. A boat to do that, and you don't want Alexandria Otaxio Cortez taking it from you. <laughs> that Alexand- woman's never. That woman's never been on a boat. That woman's never been on a boat in her goddamn life. She's never been on a fucking boat. How fucking dare you? But no, I just want to say they've got an issues page, and most of it is like, yeah, of course, we don't want the Green New Deal to take our boats. We don't want taxes because, hey, if I'm spending taxes, I can't spend it m- money on a boat. But I, I just want to read a little bit from their immigration section because you'd think, what is the immigration boat connection? Well, they have a picture of a refugee boat capsizing in the Mediterranean on the fucking website, which is pretty horrifying. Uh, and then this is, the, this is the copy here. The United States is a nation founded by immigrants escaping persecution. Seeking freedom and a better life is the most compassionate and empathetic to those now seeking the same. But such a nation must know that compassion without the courage to constrain, coordinate, and control its immigration policy can be catastrophic, both for the nation as a whole and for every individual. America, if it's to be truly compassionate, must immediately exercise the courage to take control of its immigration policy before it's too late. For the good of everyone, it's time to end the current immigration insanity and to say enough is enough. Boaters know that the number of passengers a boat can safely transport depends in part on the weather conditions. Smooth seas, more passengers, rough seas, not so many. The same is true for America's economic ship of state and illegal immigration. There we go. Also, de- also depends on there not being too much daylight. <laughs> the sun gets in your eyes. And it's hard to boat when it's, when it's daytime. No, you need the but you need there to be sun, or yeah, you the, can't you, see you, the other. Oh yeah, well, then the sun's in your eye, and you, you know it's the glare, and you. Or else you literally could just run into another boat in the darkness. You'd sense or it. what about a rogue wave? You'd sense it. That's you with your boater sense uh, and or the uh, sonar. I'm not going to say that boating sense isn't real, but it takes a long time to develop. There's a lot of there's a lot of tyros out there boating, and I don't want to tell them willy nilly that they can go boat at night without any danger when they haven't developed their boat sense. That's a dangerously anti boating line I'm hearing from you, Matt. It's it's funny though if if you if you it's 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 interesting if you lose the ability to drive a car your boating senses actually are incredibly heightened and like yeah, the boy, the more driving a car that's become, true the, become an amazing boater the more DUIs you have the better boater you are that's <laughs> that's just a fact and then you actually do boat better drunk yeah no actually this is a, this is this is a real question how drunk can you be and still like legally be behind the the 
the mast, the steer, the wheel mast. of the boat, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the, below the mast of a ship, Just, uh, you know, in 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 command of a of a of a boat. Like, how drunk can you be? I think that it's got. I mean, it's it has a, a blood alcohol level content, and I I think boats, especially any kind of boat that's big enough to have like a say lot the Exxon Valdez, will have will have you know uh, patrol boats like local authorities, and I think they can. Uh, test you for for uh, I think it probably varies from state. Yeah, to state, if it yes. varies by jurisdiction, but yeah, yeah, there's there's as far as I know, there's there's a, a BAC level in which, the same way there is, with which driving. is pretty funny because I don't think any human has ever piloted a boat not drunk. Yeah, I don't see how that's possible. Well, certainly in a, <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. Because it's the safe. It's the well, safest that, mode of transportation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my my uh, my family has in its past had. I'll admit they've had a boat. Uh, they had, oh they had wow! A some boat. some socialist you are coming from yeah. a boat family. Yeah. Dude, get the fuck yeah. out of here! Fucking Mac Christmas mean, exposed. I gotta say the boating the boating lifestyle is more prevalent in certain parts of the country, like northern Wisconsin. Yeah, and I late. don't think I was ever on that boat in a in an instance in which every person, including the 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 pilot, was not hammered. Well, uh, Matt, you mentioned that um, you know that the, these people have determined that uh, boat owners are going to be like the new, I guess, like the NASCAR dads or security moms yeah. for this upcoming election. And you know, uh, you know, it's wouldn't you know it? Our lakes and our boats are you know becoming a a you know a a hotbed of political debate and uh, and uh, protest. I'm just reading from a story here. It says. Pro-Trump, anti-Trump boaters planning epic clash on the largest lake in New Jersey. Supporters of Donald Trump are planning to turn Lake. Uh, sorry, supporters of President Donald Trump are planning to turn Lake uh, Hop Kong into a floating Trump rally on Saturday, one one day after Trump's arrival in New Jersey. But the boat parade of vessels tricked out in Trump flags, organized by the Sussex County Republican Party, is prompting a simultaneous protest against it, dubbed "No Hate on Our Lake." Protesters will ride alongside the Trump supporters and demonstrate that our community doesn't stand for hate, according to an event flyer. V. Matthew Steinbaum, a protest organizer, said that those without boats will stand on the River Styx Bridge starting at 11 a.m. Wow, there's a River Styx in New Jersey. I mean, I guess that's appropriate considering what a uh, hellish underworld uh, that state is. But um, that's interesting. Finally, someone with the courage to take New Jersey down a peg. Fuck you, Joe Piscopo. Bring your vessel decked out with American flags, Trump flags, patriotic gear, patriotic clothing, encouraged. Please share. This is the Facebook uh, invite. So, you know, we'll see how right. the... So, um, the co- so the anti- uh, so the counter-protesters, they don't have boats. No, some land. of them they, have boats. Be, some of them have, some boats. Them have okay. boats, but the ones that don't have boats will stand over sort of like a, like a, a bridge or something and, and jeer the, uh, the, the Trump boaters as they pass under it. It'll be um, like the Monitor and the Merrimack. The Monitor and the Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hall monitor in the big pack yes yes uh no well, in, in, in the, in the roman the, coliseum uh, they used to flood the coliseum and reenact naval battles and i think that that's healthy that we're doing that now in america yeah yeah that must have been great entertainment absolutely i would love to go watch these like drunk assholes try to ram into each other in their fucking pontoon boats that would be that would be all the entertainment i would need for a saturday well um in the uh, in in the the boaters for a brighter future about page, I'm I'm, I'm glad they uh, set this up for this segue. But uh, a big part of it was you know mentioning the uh, the rich uh, you know sort of historical heritage that uh, boats have brought us and in, in this country and uh, for good and bad for good and bad and like you know this is getting into it. 
you know, chief chief boater, one of the one of the one of the best of all times, you know, for for better or for worse, uh, Christopher Columbus. And I bring this up because I feel like um, over the last week, all I've been seeing and reading is people arguing about statues. And yeah. you know, like, this is a, uh, you know, like the it seems like the the you know the the Black Lives Matter protests that began, um, you know, following the the George Floyd's murder by the Derek Chauvin and Breonna Taylor and and others. This whole this whole protest movement uh, against this you know rotten police state that we all live under. Um, has has sort of moved into a new phase where it just it's 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 about statues and uh, which stat you know basically like tear down all the statues and of course like the the right wing people are incensed about this because they're like you know this is an attack on our history they're trying to erase our history and I don't know it's just um it's weird because it's just on on the one on the one hand like you know I I particularly you know in the south and if it's like public land you know I don't think there's any reason that we should be having statues of like confederate generals or Jefferson Davis or Robert E Lee or you know any any of the slave owners or confederate officers or whatever who have um gotten a statue in some public square or in front of a courthouse but you know but it, it's it's the the mission creep is now it's it's all statues are fair game and you know some some people have even uh, all statues, yeah, all statues, and I'm talking about statues of you know because this started as like a you know sort of like an ongoing, never-ending like civil war that you know we because we let the South win the peace rather you know even though we won the war and that they've basically been able you know since Reconstruction to write their own history of the Civil War and and preserve their they're symbols of their heritage and heroes of uh, the Confederacy. But now, I mean, like the, the statue thing has come for Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses S. Grant, you know, like the, the two biggies on the other side of the Civil War. And apparently their statues are now fair game to be, you know, defaced or taken down from public spaces. And I guess like, well, I, mean, you know, well, I don't just, know. I don't know about Lincoln, but they should absolutely take down all the statues of Ulysses S. Grant. Why? Why? By to the uh, oh, little thing called the credit mobilier scandal. <laughs> Fucking whiskey ring? Ever heard of it? No, get rid of that that old well, I mean, fucking tobacco uh, chewing asshole. It's just, it's just like I, I, I overall, like I, I'm not going to get too worked up one way or the other over any statue because it's just like you know, grow up, you know, grow up. I mean, I, I think statues should be towards. I think we should build statues towards the extinct megafauna of uh, the North Americans past. Like I want to see uh, one of those giant sloths. Or some woolly mammoths, or you know, even even the noble dodo bird. You know, I think these are things that are worth um, sort of memorializing or preserving. But right. um, uh, it's just, I, 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 I certainly like. I'm, I, I, <laughs> you just want statues of heroic dogs. Yes, yes, Balto. Yeah, there's uh, a Balto you know. uh, Bolt, <laughs> played by John Travolta. <laughs> Yeah, I would like more statues to like, or not even heroic animals, just animals that are around, like the statue of that cat in uh, Istanbul that's just sort of chilling with its arm up, just on the oh, yes. corner. That, guy's, that very, guy rules. Very chilling. Oh, statues of like uh, statues of animals who made cross species friendships. Oh, we yeah, love oh, yeah. that. Don't we, I would folks? love to see that. I would love. You to love see to that. see interspecies just, friendships, like like a, a dog and a parrot or something like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's I, yeah, I don't think you should have statues of of, of people. That's weird. Well, I would. I mean, obviously, I think there should be a statue of me, but everyone has to agree to not deface it. I, I cannot make that. <laughs> I cannot promise. make that promise, Virgil. Well, everyone has also. to agree. Well, I'm not going to spend the money on it. Or All right. Well, rather, what if I? Oh, I'm not going to. Well, I'm not going to ask people to donate to the GoFundMe unless 
yeah, we have uh, some kind of assurance. You're right. Uh, Virgil, I promise I won't deface your statue. Yeah, this goes back to Virgil's earlier life hack. Yeah, yeah. No, Virgil, your statue is safe. It is yeah. safe. Build no it. way we would deface that statue. And the it would money never happened. But I mean, I, I guess like just, just, just overall, like it's just, it's just this statue panic, and like uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested in it because it just seems like um, the energy of this moment is, is ongoing, and and rightly so. But like it's just any political solution to these problems have been like you know totally forestalled. Right, because yeah. it's just like all the people that we're supposed to be petitioning to be on our our side, or who will, you know, say Black Lives Matter, or, uh, you know, say the right things that the activists and, and people in the street are saying, but but also if they're a Democratic politician, will just straight up say, "There's absolutely no way we're going to defund the police, or much let alone abolish yeah. them." So like yeah. like that's definitely not happening. So it's just like all all this energy becomes vaporous, and it becomes uh, not not directed towards like a political goal or an end or even a cause. And it becomes, it just, I'm, I'm, I'm not judging it one way or the other because, you know, like I, I sympathize with the, you know, the sort of the fuck you attitude or like the, the, the disrespect to an American history that you don't think serves you or really has ever represented you. And like the, the, the revered symbols of our past or whatever, because is its own form of historical revisionism, but it's just overall, it just seems to be like, the, there's no way there's nowhere for this energy to go politically so it's yeah. being channeled in like and it becomes i think it really is a microcosm of so so much of our politics in this political moment now post bernie post covid i mean shit just the post last 30 40 years of any of our lives is being just overwhelmingly channeled into these like symbolic gestures and like the, our, the terrain of conflict is is um based in like entirely around um the the the, the symbolic in, in these sort of cultural yeah. signifiers and 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 uh, who is respected and who is not you know who who gets to be on a statue and who doesn't but ultimately it, it's it's it, it's it doesn't go anywhere and then it leads to i'm sorry dumber and dumber things like i was thinking sean king this week suggesting that all depictions of a white jesus christ also need to come down and i was just thinking like if if you're the fucking the the feds or whatever could you come up with a better way to alienate what was a very overwhelmingly, I think, a, according to opinion polls, a popular and sympathetic uh, moment than to uh, advocate for the defate, like, you know, the defacing of people's churches? You know what I mean? Like, it, well, it, it just seems like. Well, how, wide are we, how wide are we talking? <laughs> there's, I mean, nobody knows what the guy looked like. Well, I think but, we have a pretty good idea. I mean, I think well, we have a rough. Yeah, we have, sure, we've got a rough idea. I'm saying if you're as long as you're in the neighborhood, that's fine. If it's like a, a like a blonde haired blue eyed Aryan Christ, okay, that's obviously a, a, a specific fascist imagery. Yeah, but also it's 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 a church, and because we have separation of church and state, necessarily churches are always going to be like private property. So if it's a, if it's a church, you know, I mean, as offensive as it may be to you, should be able to depict Jesus Christ in any way they they want. Right. I mean, and like making making it like an, an issue to organize a protest or a movement around seems to be, I don't know, slightly, um, I don't know, misplaced, I guess. I or think just, what's I, going on is that is that people got out in the streets and there was an initial rush of possibility that anything was possible. But anything might have been possible if there had been some container for all of this momentum to go into, if there had been some way for people to effectually express what their feelings about these issues but that didn't materialize all there was was the ritual of the protest itself which becomes then after a while the 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 focus because you can't even imagine anything beyond that because you have no 
no mechanism for uh, enforcing any real change. And you've got a situation where the, the, the political powers that be do not feel that they need to seriously accommodate your demands in any way. They will just be, go along with you know corporations and try to just rebrand everything in a way that makes you calm down. Uh, I mean, my favorite one of those is is Amazon saying that they're not going to sell their facial recognition software to the police departments for a year. Oh, for a year, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we're just going to wait that, until you forgot all about exactly. it. Exactly. And, go and right the thing is, they're right. It. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Something else is going to occur. People are going to change their. Uh, and I think like people see that, people feel that that like, oh, this isn't this is this isn't the moment I hoped it would be, and so. They look for something they can do, and if there's a statue in a in a fucking park, you can pull it down. They can't really stop you, uh, especially since police officers of most police departments have, for the most part, gotten the message that the best way to mollify this is to not antagonize anymore. So, yeah, you want to tear down a statue? Go ahead, and and that gives people the sense that they're accomplishing something. This 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 synthetic uh, sense of of progress. And then it gets them to think, wow, if I could pull down that statue, then what other statues can I pull down? But as long as it's this symbolic reordering, it will not change anything. Like there is there is a statue removal that is meaningfully meaningful and powerful. That is when a statue is removed as part of a if a revolutionary change in power. You know, like when the statue of King George the Third got pulled down in uh, Battery Park uh in in manhattan uh after the signing of the declaration of independence but we've because because real change seems so impossible and because the forms of our social protest are so difficult to turn into prolonged and meaningful political engagement that has an actual effect on things we end up doubling down on symbolic and personal symbolic action and personal expression uh, and and then all of our arguments become about morally judging the rightness or wrongness of the yeah. action of individuals whose behavior is totally outside of our ability to control. That's the because, that's what's yeah, so maddening yeah. about it, it about the debates like, about what is good. Is it good to riot? Is it bad to riot? Is it good to pull down a statue? Is it bad to pull down a statue? Those questions are meaningless unless they're in the context of actual strategy. And you could deliberate. There's some deliberative process to determine is this good or bad, and then to either do it or not do it. But there is nothing like that. All there is is every individual going online to promote to others their view of the moral actions of other people. And yeah. that is the sum total of politics. It's, yeah, no, like I said, it just, it's, it's become a debate about each individual historical figure and, and how, how you know, just yeah. or unjust they were. Like, yeah, Ulysses like who S. gets Grant. invited to the statue cookout? And it's like Ulysses S. Grant, you know, like he married into a, a slave-owning family so that like, you know, okay, it's, it's justified to, to, to deface or, or pull down a Ulysses S. Grant statue, even though like, you know, he probably did more than any other human being to defeat the Confederacy. I mean, if you had to lay it on one person, you, you'd go with him. And also, the funny thing about Ulysses S. Grant is, remember when Ta-Nehisi Coates was on Twitter? Yeah. Ulysses S. Grant was his avatar for the entire time yes. he was on Twitter. <laughs> and it's just because, you know, because, yeah, like he was, you know. Uh, he fucked their he, shit up. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he burned their shit the, to the, the ground. South. Yeah. He um, won. He actually yeah. did something. But yeah. but now no, you're not judging pretty, people. The past was pretty easy. Like, I, other guys did more of the work. <laughs> but the thing is, is that he, the he, point is, like, it makes this sense. Is what I mean. it makes like, sense, it, it just becomes it becomes a debate about 
you know, like uh, how much can you judge a person in the past by the standards of today or, or you know, is, is, is everything from the same poison tree of uh, American evil? Like, you know, all the founding fathers, oh, well, you know, half of them own slaves. Are we going to pull down their statues too? And yeah, it's like, applying. I don't know. Applying, yeah, like, yes, no. I mean, like, again, like it's I, applying I, I the, it's the like, logic. It's applying the logic and, and culture of online cancellation to dead people. And that makes sense because that is the sum total of most people's understanding of politics is been that that's what it has been to them. And so when there's a chance to to actually act, but there's no direction, there's no discipline, there's no plan. You end up just reenacting what you've been doing in the virtual realm in just a slightly less removed symbolic order of I get we're, we're done canceling people on the Internet. We're going to start canceling statues. Yeah. And, and again, like I understand why all this energy is here and I understand the impulse behind it, like almost as a troll, like as a like a, a big fuck you to like, you know, the, the red, white and blue and and our, you know, our, our sainted American past and the, you know, the heroes who are, you know, a part of it. I understand the impulse, but yeah, it's just like I said, it's just um, it, it, it seems like you couldn't pick like a better example of um, focusing and working on the the symbolic. And yeah, and I mean, entirely- ask yourself like if all the bad statues went away, what would change? Imagine imagine a world where every statue that is oppressive, every statue, and there, and I'm not saying that isn't true. I'm not saying that it is not galling. Uh, for a black person to walk by a Confederate statue every day, I would—I mean, infuriates me, and I'm not fucking black. Is it going to but, be one of the 38 percent of Mississippians who are black, and in every single government building, there's a Confederate flag flying? Yeah, gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the fact that that's in, in, in Mississippi they don't celebrate Martin Luther King Day, they celebrate King Lee Day. Yeah, but if that all changed overnight, if that changed, if that changed in the context of of the powers that be essentially giving you a, a, a giving you a pat on the head to stop you from uh, causing trouble, then you have accomplished nothing. I mean, the, the, uh, the vision of a, a country with no oppressive statues is a vision of a country that has been fundamentally transformed, but we can't conceive of how we even start to transform it. So we go to the end state uh, the idea that there's sort of like a magical thinking, like a transference of like, well, a, a just country, a, a just society, a non-racist society, an anti-racist society wouldn't have these statues. So if we get rid of them, that will in some way create an anti-racist society. But I don't I think that that is putting the cart before the you're putting the statue before the horse that pulls down the statue. That's a good metaphor. Uh, Will, it's funny that you brought this up because I've had this tab open on my phone uh, for the past few days, just something to ruminate on. Uh, this is from the Villages message board, and <laughs> the topic is, is anyone guarding our Villages statues? <laughs> And this is from Dean. And this is all. This, yeah. is in, this is in. Big I want to know what statues they have. I assume their only statues are like the uh, ones in National Harbor, Maryland. Like, oh, look, it's Marilyn Monroe over the uh, sewer grate. It is. <laughs> uh, this oh, is all it's in, Elvis. In, this is in bold red text. <laughs> yeah, it's it's things. Hey, old people, remember this? Remember the fun time when you your skin didn't look like cray paper? Look, it's, uh, it's, and you it's didn't buddy piss seventy five times a day. Don't get on that plane. <laughs> With what is going on across our country, is are our villages statues safe? Are they, quote-unquote, offending anyone? Can they be targeted? Should we be guarding them, too? And attached are two statues. One is of Howard Schwartz, 
who is the guy who founded the villages. The uncut gems guy. It's it's the it's the, the, a, the, it's the jewelry, yeah. jewelry dealer. Yeah. Uh, and it, the second is some guy on a horse who turns out to be some other guy who was a financier of the villages. And I so think just we a couple of assholes who, who 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 bought who the, the real estate the developers. Yeah, and I think we can all agree that those are the two statues that should be defended by everyone. Absolutely, critical defense. Put fucking machine gun nests and uh, barbed wire around them. My favorite. I mean, well, statue- I mean, we, we we shouldn't be defending that. I'm saying the the residents of the villages should form committees of of statue protection. Yeah. and do you know round the clock. Uh, uh, surveillance of the statues, uh, physically guarding them. Uh, speaking of that, but the funniest thing to come out of the whole statue uh, uh, wave, the the statue, the the, I, the wave of iconoclasm that we're going through right now, uh, is that in South Philadelphia, there's a statue of Columbus in the hilariously named Macaroni Plaza, <laughs> where local uh, Guidos were just doing a around the clock defense with baseball bats even though nobody had really come near it they were just like yeah. no you better not touch our fucking columbus statue but they've been causing so much uh uh like unrest by by harassing people who come anywhere near the statue or who are in the park because they're a bunch of drunk fucking yeah they've just uh, been being the shit out of people yeah they're just a bunch of drunk assholes with uh cut off t-shirts and baseball bats is that now the city is removing the statue so that they'll go home. <laughs> so they're, 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 their effort to save the statue is literally what is bringing the statue wow. down. Wow. Now, did, did Philly get rid of the Frank Rizzo statue? Yes. Okay, they probably should have. They probably, they probably should have, but that's a guy who isn't even dead for that, been dead for that long, but Jesus no. Christ. Uh, get rid of the Rocky statue too. Yeah, get rid of the Rocky really. statue. It's just come on, it's a fictional character. No, I like no, no. Okay. I like those are the ones I like. Actually, I like you know fictional what? character right. statues. Fictional character statues are whimsical and fun, and they speak like the to Robocop like cultural moments. Detroit. Robocop, yeah. you know what? Like, uh, the Fonz in Milwaukee. Not, they're, they're, I forget what's the country that has the statue of Colombo. Uh, the Colombo statue is in Budapest. Okay, Colombo, Colombo is in Budapest, yeah. and I gotta yeah. say, you know, overall. I don't really care about statues to face them, uphold them, protect them. Doesn't really bother me one way or the other. But if someone came for the Columbo statue and he has his, again, he has the Basset Hound. It's like a, it's a two part statue. It's got Columbo and his dog and he's looking befuddled and going, he's about to say, ah, just one more thing. If someone defaced the Columbo statue, like I would become like a Deus Fault guy, but for classic television. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Some guess- of these fictional characters should not be celebrated. Um, the hamburger cop. He is a cop. Columbo is a police officer. No, no, Columbo. No, he, he is, he is be a, supported. He is a ham- hamburger says no, a, absolutely a cab. A cab. No, the hamburger is a social bandit. You, uh, he he is a organic representation he's of a, the aggrieved peasantry, uh, reseizing the burgers that have no, been. No, 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 no. That's a revolutionary that's, figure. That's, I don't know. No, that's that's gluttony masquerading as class consciousness. I don't support it. <laughs> No, okay, if they stand on the Colombo statue, what's next? The Banachek statue in Warsaw? I don't think so. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Um, uh, to you, Matt and Virgil. Um, it, yeah. just, just total fantasy here. What would be a statue of, of, of a figure, fictional or otherwise, or that you would um, feel compelled to physically defend from people um, seeking to uh, tear it down or analyze it? Besides you, besides yourself. I mean, there's a bunch of Civil War guys I like, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Being a Civil yeah, no War shit. guy. But, 
Talk about, yeah, talk about symbolism. How many times have I seen you scream at a statue? Just the once time. It was just the one just one. It was in Providence. Who was the guy you were yelling at in Providence? What about the guy in Berlin? Uh, it was uh, the guy who was yelling at in Providence was Ambrose Burnside. Oh, right. And you were yelling at him. Oof and incompetent. He was, got a lot of not, good men killed yeah. at Fredericksburg and Antietam for that matter. So, yeah, he uh, was an incompetent northern general. So, like, he tear down that statue because of what yeah. a loser he was. No, absolutely. But, re- but replace him with someone like Sherman who, you know, got the job done. I mean, I get why he's in Providence because he's one of the few Rhode Island figures of note from the Civil War. But just that's the kind of one where you just you, you keep that one on the down low. You don't want to re- brag about Burnside. It's embarrassing. He sucked. And if there's any McClellan statues out there, let me know. I'll tear it down my fucking self. <laughs> Any historical figures that you revere, Virgil? Oh, or you, are you more of a, co- a concept guy? What if there was a statue to like a concept or something? Uh, statues to, more- to, to ideas, to, to abstractions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. What would a statue of like a, a body without organs look like? <laughs> body without organs? Like a, yeah, like a, go- I guess like a golem I guess I, or something? I guess I'm describing the body's exhibit or rather an inverse <laughs> of it. Whatever they do to the the parts they take away from the body's exhibit, which I guess is just the skin. Yeah, that. <laughs> just a pile of skin. <laughs> just a pile, yeah, a pile of, of skin? skin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's like a KFC bucket with just the just the skin. Just the good part. Just the good parts. Mm, just the good parts. Well, I mean, I, I go back to my original solution to this problem is that, you know, uh the as Joyce said, you know, uh, history is a nightmare that we're all trying to wake up from. And, you know, our, our past, just like the past of any country, is just a, is, is, is a litany of horrors and uh, evil and uh, a mix of figures, both, you know, cursed and, uh, you know, benighted in the same way all human beings are. So the way out of it is a past that memorialize, like, you know, it, even further back in history, like dinosaurs or, you know, uh, you know, horseshoe crabs, you know, things that have been around for billions of years. What about statues uh, of people who haven't been born yet? We just hypothesize them based on the qualities that we would like to see. I believe there is a statue in the town in Iowa, or maybe it's a plaque, not a statue, but there is a plaque in the town in Iowa that is given in Star Trek as the birthplace of uh, James T. Kirk. So that would be an example of someone who uh, technically has not been born yet. That's true, yeah. So yeah, I say, I say let's build statues to animals. To animals that are friends with each other, I think that the more extinct an animal is, the bigger the statue they get. But I would like to just see, you know, mm. just sort of randomly placed about city parks, like a nice, a nice bronze life-size representation of a dog, or 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 maybe a, a stat. I would like to see a statue that's like a a memorial to all the stray cats of New York City, all the stray cats of Brooklyn, and it could just so be the, like a very very simple a memorial simple. to the band, the stray cats. <laughs> So yeah, uh, let's uh, you know, let's let's take it let's take it easy on the statues next week. I, I don't want to read another debate about whether you know uh, about, about who who counts, who gets in, who gets a statue, who doesn't. It's it's I I, I think they're all, can, they're all dead. Yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> we'll 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 be joining them soon. You know? Indeed. So so you know, start asking turn yourself. Into, turn my body into a statue. How about that? Yeah, I mean, just, like, fill, like your, fill me with like the polymer and make me into a, a a human statue, or just pour molten bronze over my head. Uh, Jerry you know, Bentham style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ask yourself, you know, what actions have I done today that will ensure that I will have a statue a century after my death? You know, tell your sons mm. this, everybody. 
Just work hard on yeah, becoming we'll, a statue every day. Yeah, <laughs> become a statue. That'd be a great. That'd be a great like uh, uh, self help book. Become a statue podcast. Uh, well, actually, I was wondering if maybe we should start uh, vandalizing or defacing those like street performers who like paint themselves gold and stay very still. Because I mean, what a piece I, of I shit. agree. What a fucking lame ass stunt that yeah. is. Horrible. Awful. Throw throw them in the fucking <laughs> river. Pull them down. Spray paint a cab across one of those annoying assholes in you know in the subway or in Times Square. Start yeah. defacing. Let's start. Stop defacing statues. Start defacing street performers. <laughs> let's let's do it, folks. All It'll of improve assholes. everyone's quality of life. They're 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 entertainment cops, you know. Oh, or the or, oh, the people who draw uh, cartoons of you. Oh, awful. Deface the deface them and their work. Burn it. Those cartoons suck. They're never you, good. Erase it. I, I was. History. I, I've never ridden a jet ski. Why am I riding a jet ski? This is stupid. <laughs> let's actually, uh, you know, when things when things open up again, let's go to Times Square and get some caricatures of us done on a big boat together. And it yes. just says, "A brighter future is possible." On a no, boat. It's, but as long as it's at night. No, <laughs> no, you won't no, be able to see dark. us. <laughs> How, How will you, you see us on the sh- in the thing if the boat is dark? It should just be a night. It would be easier for the guy to draw too. We'll be wearing sort of we'll be wearing evening attire. That's how you can tell. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, t- ties and tails. So, uh, like I said, keep keep your hand on the mast. <laughs> keep keep that mast pointed straight up and uh, towards that 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 dawn with her rose red fingers. You know, a brighter future is possible. All right, guys. Until um, next time. Yeah. Bye bye. We'll uh, bye talk to you again soon. Oh, drinks, boys in the